They say heaven is filled with those who forgive, but I'll never forget. <laughs> okay, Mary. <laughs> Unlike Lisa, I don't need someone catering to my every need. Ooh. <laughs> that was actually really good. Okay, thanks. I thought I wasn't sure. Well, I'm Tyler. I'm Travis. And this is Privileged Twinks. The podcast where two white people, but not skinny. Why does it gotta be white? <laughs> they are gay, but are they skinny? No. <laughs> say what we are here to do. It's a, a podcast for two white people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, it's a podcast, honey, where we recap the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That's a Utah for your nerves. Yes. This week, this week's episode was a little, a lot, a lot juicier than last week's, for sure. Yeah, this one um, hit a lot of emotional points. Mm-hmm. So, we loved it. Well, but we, that's the royal we, me. <laughs> I yeah, loved it. I, uh, I, I appreciate that, well, not appreciate, but I, um, it's nice to get some, like, drama that's actually important. <laughs> I don't know if that's... A read, yes. but sometimes it feels like the drama is very much like sometimes it is juicy and I like to eat it up, but also it's like okay, this is like real life shit that uh-huh. we're dealing with today. Mm-hmm. And they were very dull, some of them, about it this time around, so yeah. And you know, I love a good Lisa slandering. Oh, <laughs> so we'll get and into they went, they that. We don't want to talk about it, honey. But uh, we do open with Whitney and Lisa like attempting to have a friendship. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I? Okay. Silks. Yeah, and they do this whole thing, which is you know that's cool. Glad you guys are a limber. But the one thing I thought about it this whole time, this whole thing, <laughs> there's like this subtext all the time about strippers and stripper poles yeah. and sex work in general and all of them. It's like this little undertone of yes. like, oh, bad scandalous. But, oh, getting on a pole and dancing with your clothes on is not scandalous. Yeah. Stripping for money is not, maybe to some people's viewpoint is scandalous, but like it's not abnormal. Thou- millions of people do that. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I'm just kind of over this, like... Well, and also... It's, underlying sex negative... That's what I was going to say. It's BS. negative. Yeah. About sex work, basically. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm just kind of over, like... Lisa always has to have some little jab about Whitney, even if it's, like, just about the pole or whatever. Uh, while she's sliding down it, Whitney's a whore. Right. And, <laughs> and know, then it's, like, flashback like... Lisa... Or, on the pole, yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. But... The the silk thing looks kind of fun though. It does, yes. Whitney or Lisa's Whitney's like this may this maybe this would be our thing like sh- oh, with her. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, this uh-huh. seems a little phony. Hopeful, to me. yeah. No. Um. Okay. Yeah. So you touched on it a little bit, but they like each like name themselves Randy Star, which I don't know where the fuck that came from. I, I don't know what the at whole least point the that Jasmine was. one. Mm-hmm. I understand the reference of flying. Carpet, I guess. Uh-huh. Also, she said that's like a common stripper name. That's what Whitney says about I, I think it but was... But is Jasmine... Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's always something like... This is what I think went down, is that in her interview, Lisa said, Randy Starr sounds like a stripper name. And the producer said that, and then they were prob- she was probably like, Jasmine's a fucking stripper name. Maybe. I could see that being the case. Anyway. Neither one of them strike me as very strippery. Randy but Starr I have sounds not... like a, like a washed up Gay country porn. singer. Icon. Gay porn <laughs> country singer. Yeah. 
something. Uh, Neither one of them count strike me as being strippery. No. But then I also have not Jasmine frequented. Star. That could be a stripper. Or a beauty influencer. <laughs> <laughs> they all are named Star. Mm. So that part was mainly just to be like, look at them, they're friends swinging through the air. But then there was still some like undertones of like jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mini jobs. All right, so Mary is at home. Shocker. Uh, Robert Sr. is there for the first time that we've seen him this season. Yes, his entrance has arrived. His yes. imminence. His entrance in pajama pants, as usual. Oh, pajama okay. shorts. I didn't notice. Mary said it's. it was awesome not having him home. <sighs> yes. This whole thing, I'm like, is this going to be a like main point of the season, you think? Uh, yeah, I was really shocked by how like much she laid into it. Because yeah. a lot of people reserved. But maybe Mary is the type of person of when she knows... She knows. But later... You know when, what I mean? And but she's when she's talking to, talk to Meredith, it. she kind of beats around the bush a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Well, in person is different than a confessional with people you don't know. Yeah. The so. confessional, she's letting it letting it out there. Uh-huh. She said, I loved it when he was gone. I mean, to, <laughs> I mean, to the point where I'm sure she realized she had to have this conversation with him before it yeah. aired. Because there's that's not the way you want somebody to find out. No. The I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was gonna say it's been a it was an interesting transition from like the first season. There seemed to be like a defense of her relationship yes. with him, um, where she. So I think maybe either she her feelings have changed, or she at the time she was trying to make it seem less. You know, she wanted her relationship to appear good. I think it's that to offset how weird it started. And I mean, they they seemed like the same kind of awkward the first season together in the same room. But then the reunion was weird because she made a few like comments about how he was taught or like oh he's shy like he was speaking and she's yeah. like oh he's shy or something and i was like well this is weird that she's interjecting like that you know because that would be embarrassing yeah in my opinion if i was in the same shoes i'd be like don't speak for me like that anyways and then now we're on season two and it's a full tilt turn yeah the whole kitchen scene just made me like uncomfortable to watch her. Yeah, she like, was like, "I'm done with him. He would coronavirus." Well, <laughs> she claimed also just didn't know how to like interact with him just in a kitchen alone. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Just seemed very like awkward. The mm. whole conversation. Yeah, it seemed testy. Yeah, tense. Yeah, testy. That's mm. a good word. Um, and basically, I mean, we leave that with like he doesn't know which type of rice she likes. Long it's a small grain. thing, but an important thing. You like medium grain. Do you like long grain? No, no, no. I like medium. Medium. Short. Okay, okay. I was right. I mean, short grain rice is probably the best. It's like the same thing as sushi I rice. I you always go for medium. Yeah. The que rico <laughs> rice. The yellow package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah That's medium the one. grain. Yeah, but it's pretty short, I think. Okay, Even so this sh- is medium. short to medium. Mm-hmm. Long grain rice is not. You have a tight me. beach. It is. Oh, yeah, short. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that's basically where we leave that, but it comes up a little bit later with Meredith. Um, but next we go to Lisa, Jenny, and Meredith at a fish pedicure. Mm-hmm. Which I would do this, too. I was literally about to ask if you would do this. Yeah. I think I would think it would tickle. I mean, it would be like the cats licking your feet, apparently. That tickles. Yeah. Well, whatever. You get over but it. But it was like a lot of cats licking your feet. Like, I their know. feet were I honestly, covered. I thought it was illegal to do that in the U.S., because mm-hmm. I didn't, so I don't know if it's like a, I mean, I have to look around here to see if there's something, but. Surely we can do it around here. Yeah, we should. That sounds fun. Okay, maybe one episode will be live from the fish pond. Fish. <laughs> Let's just go to Utah to fish kisses. 
Um, okay, so uh, basically Lisa is just saying that she had a good time with Whitney, and then Jenny brings up what we're, what's going to be the meat of this episode, which mm-hmm. is the Dewey thing. Dumb Dewey. Mm-hmm. She reveals what she revealed in the last Next Time On, which is that she's had 10 miscarriages and a stillbirth, um, and that she, like, had to go under for the C-section, so she didn't really get to, like... This was, like, very heavy. She, like, didn't get to have... Yeah, this was very emotional. Yes. Like, I, it hit me in the mm-hmm. heart strings. Well, it's, it's like, sad because she didn't even, like, know that the daughter had died before, yeah. until she, like, came out of it, basically. Um, I don't... I also... I don't know. It struck me as interesting that she was being defense not defensive but i guess sticking up having his point of view because like Mm -hmm. a child is both Mm -hmm. you know you both have expectations but even though she was sedated i mean she went through the labor the c-section she still found out afterwards so it's not like any less traumatic right but i mean but i guess he was there i don't know i just was like don't downplay it for yourself. It wasn't like he did everything, you know. Think, but then at the same time, I just don't like Dewey right now. So like, yeah. I'm like, don't defend him. I was. About but to I mean, say, he was there when it was all going down. So I think in this moment, she's kind of like saying that he has these things that he's never like talked to her about. Yes, and it's kind of like eating uh, at him. Imagine a straight man who doesn't know how to process traumatic <laughs> emotions or emotions in general. Yeah, she said that like in their culture. You, uh, the man shaves his head when he's in mourning, mm-hmm. and he like came in with his head shaved, and I feel like this kind of made me see Dewey a little bit in a different light. Yeah, just like he is. It, I mean, it adds a little background to maybe mm-hmm. to help you understand maybe why he's being so weird about this. I don't think it's an. Ex- I don't think it excuses his no. behavior, but it does add context. Yeah, I agree. Um. And so it seems like she's kind of, like, saying that this is, like... The way she phrases it is it's, like, a marriage issue. I, it, yes! I, well, I know, but I just mm-hmm. mean it's and not, it like, should it's be. something light. This yeah. is, like, a make-or-break kind of situation. Yeah, he's completely ignoring everybody else but himself. Yeah. And being inconsiderate of everyone else's feelings but yeah. his own. And later in the episode, I mean, it's, like, very uh, uncomfortable yeah. and apparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Meredith suggests that they go to a couple's counselor because mm-hmm. they have to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Meredith coming through with the good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Adult advice. I know. They really, I mean, but they do because the fact that he's even at this point just means like he can't be reasonable. Apparently. Yeah. So I don't, I was like unclear. So I'm guessing this was like the last time that she tried after having kids and then. Oh, I don't... Oh, because she did say then she got her tubes. I'm not sure. I I thought it fell in it between. It seems odd that he's, like, trying I, to fill a void when they have... If they've had multiple kids after this. Thing. Yeah. So, I also... Okay, and this is me being ignorant on uh, female biology, but I was under the impression once you had your tubes tied, like, that was it. I have no but I guess, idea. But maybe we shouldn't put that in there, because I don't know anything about that. Well, you said you don't know anything about that. Yeah. I have literally no idea. I mean, I know when you people have... You can get have, a reverse vasectomy. Yeah. I, but I know when people have hysterectomies and they take everything out, obviously that's, like, that's yeah. that on that. But tube tie... I mean, I guess maybe they can untie them. I just thought it was permanent. I, I don't know. No My idea. mom had her, two tie, her tubes tied after me. Yeah. 
and uh, it just always spoke about it like you know that's that's that that's that. Well, yeah, I have I have no idea. But maybe med- maybe it's changed. Maybe back in the day it was permanent. Now it's not. Or but maybe also, it was, I don't even know. if it's not permanent, forty five is like a known age that you should not get newly pregnant. at. I mean, people do. I mean, but you should. There's a higher risk for all bad do things. People? Yeah. Not on. Well, I don't know how many people purposefully do it. I think people with a lot of money and good medicine, like good healthcare, <laughs> maybe feel inclined that they can do it. To me, it feels like he isn't really doesn't really care about the like her ability to have it yeah that's what i'm saying he's completely like well no i just mean i know we're gonna talk about this later so i'm gonna reserve some of my opinions but i mean it sounds like he doesn't necessarily want her to get her tubes untied he wants like to figure out other ways to make it happen i don't know the order in which he talked it was very much like he wants to have more kids she's like i don't want to do it that's true. because of this and he's like okay well what about adoption okay well what about surrogacy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll go sister wife anyways that's later you're gonna reserve it and say it all but say <laughs> <laughs> i'm so annoyed anyways i like it about jenny that she can be vulnerable like that that she's you know that's such yeah. an emotional thing it's not something you should be ashamed of talking about yeah but it's still very emotional, and I just like that she was able to be, like, open Well, yeah, to it. have these two people that you, like... I mean, she's known Lisa a while, but, like, Meredith... Through Lisa, yeah. But that, even talking about it, like, publicly on camera... That's what know. I was gonna say. Yeah. You have these two people you don't... At least one of them, not, like, you're one of your best friends. Mm. And then you have a, all these camera people, and to know it's gonna be seen to the entire world or whatever. I feel... And then just, like, to, to cry on camera about your emotions, I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's... I don't know that I could do that, like, Kudos. and so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm vulnerable in that moment. Right. And like I said last time, I think it's really important for women who come from backgrounds where they don't talk about things, where there's a lot of shame around miscarriages and things like that, to know that it's not just them. It happens to a lot of people all the time. Mm-hmm. Jen goes to a jeweler that she calls Sugar Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um... She's like, I want to do something for my friend group. Uh, I want to show them that I can move forward and get something symbolic. Put a lot of thought and love and money into this. <laughs> Bitch, I love this. Let me tell you that. I want a friend buy me emeralds and diamonds, honey. Yes. I, you will not, you know, I, you can't buy my love and my affection, but you you know you can earn some, some kudos. Yeah. I don't know, brownie points. I don't know what it would be. I mean, I like, I think it is, even if it is, like, money, whatever, it's, like, a good gesture. She's, like, trying to do something. Yeah, and some people, exp- when I first watched it, I was, like, I was kind of put off at the very beginning, because I gift-giving isn't really, like, um, a love language to me, but I do realize it is for a lot of people, so that's how they exp- express <laughs> themselves. Is it gift-giving for you or gift-receiving? I think it's giving, but then I want the same amount of, uh thought that i put into it back uh-huh yeah so anyways <laughs> <laughs> so both right um well it didn't she's the one that threw that party last year that was well, who threw that? no who threw the party last year that was like red met gala that was mary right and then jen left that party and mary was like give me the louis vuitton headphones back oh yes the dinner Yes. For some reason, I was thinking that was Jen that threw that. But no, that was Mary. Which I bet those were expensive. More expensive. Louis Vuitton I don't know. Should we yeah. look it up? Yes. Eleven ninety. I was confused as to whether the guy was saying that it would be like two to three thousand 
per item? I or? think he said each. Damn. Anyway, the jeweler is like trying to get her to buy these snake rings, which I think is funny. Uh, and she tried to justify it. She, okay, the way she justified it though, what she said, here, I want to give you this snake ring so you can shed your skin and be a better person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The fact that that did not read as an instant insult. (laughs) I think it did. I think she was like, oh, what am I going to do to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, But then they like go with this, these snowflakes, which. I mean, that is what they hold. That's what I was going to say. I was surprised they didn't mention that. uh, Well, you know, maybe it's like, don't break the fourth wall or whatever. I guess. But it seemed very much like. What about this exact thing you uh, hold at the beginning of every snowflakes are Although, I'm sure the snowflakes they're getting are all the same. That's what exactly what I was thinking. I was like, are they going to make each one individual? No. Like, different? No. But he, okay, so he said, yeah, they're $2,700 to $3,200 each. Mm-hmm. Times seven. So that's a lot of money. It, yes. But. She's got a lot of money. A couple episodes ago, she threw a $70,000 bracelet across the snow. I know. Like, it was <laughs> nothing. <laughs> So, and did you see her hands during this episode? No, in her confessionals, too. She always has a lot of jewelry on, but you know, sometimes notice jewelry. I know, I'm so bad. But this episode, like the rocks she had on at the jewelry store, she was like loaded. I always feel like she's like walking around with thousands of dollars on it, tens of thousands, maybe at all times. Hmm. I always like notice, like, when a guy has a watch on, it doesn't look good half the time. And then I'm like, he probably paid like thousands for that. Yeah. I do think <laughs> there, I feel, okay, I do think there's a small percentage of watches that are sexual. Like, you know, when you see them, you're like, that's nice. Like what? I don't know. But Rolex? when you see them, no, Rolexes are grody. I, I don't understand too, the obsession. But so much money. But there's some of them, like, I think some of the car ones, like the car editions that they make are really nice. Oh. Sometimes they do look really good. Oh, so but you're like I, into this. No, no, no. <laughs> But I no in general I think watches are useless like yeah they're it's I mean twenty twenty one everybody's getting you know one the time looks is on your phone really like pretty like if it's like ooh pretty wood or like the face of it's really cool or something like that then I think I get it mm-hmm. but half the time those ones only cost like a hundred bucks like those ones aren't the ones that cost the thousands and thousands yeah there are really cool ones out there and some that I think would be impressive in person. And I think, I mean, I've seen some in person that I was like, oh, that's really nice. But a lot of the times it's like, why would you spend that much money on that? It looks bad. Well, if you got a Rolex, I'd throw it out the car window. Wow. All right. Okay. Um, so Heather is sitting down with her daughter, Ashley, on the bed. Looking through, like, Ugh. acceptance letters. She got a lot. Ah, uh, yes. She yes. got into probably, like, everything she applied to. Good also, job, squirrel friend. I was like, that's a lot of schools to apply to. Yeah applications and shit i mean she's on either she's very you know ambitious or heather just does a really good job of making sure kids are prepared in the event that they want to go to multiple schools or maybe she goes to a private school where they like i say go to about that have options you know like the count they have really good that too i mean and they have yeah i'm sure she goes to a very nice private school considering her dad well and her mom but also yes um, okay, so <clears throat> Heather's basically like, <laughs> we get the iconic. Uh, um, this whole thing was awkward. It was so awkward. I was picturing, like, if my mom was having this conversation with me and, like, laughing and covering her face, how weird that would be. Like, you're the mom. You're supposed to, like, actually take it seriously. Yeah. 
My mom didn't ever really want to, like, she left all that stuff to my dad. She does not want well, you, to talk about that stuff. going to be the one talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even, but if she had to, or if something was, like, she didn't... Laugh about it. Uh-huh. Make it more I mean, awkward. I get that she never had that, like, it's new stuff to her, but it's not, like, funny. It, like, to just laugh and cover your face well, some and be people, like... Okay, but that's how some people cope with... I the, guess. But the feelings. So she starts off and she's like, you know, when a man and a woman love each other very much and then just busts out laughing and can't finish it. Mm-hmm. But I think, okay, but I feel like, shouldn't you know at this point if your daughter knows? Like, you I know, mean, you're, you're, yeah. Anyways, it just felt performative for the camera. Like they said. I agree with that part mm-hmm. of it being performative. But like later, she's like, you know how to use a condom, right? And she's like, yes. And then she's like, Literally covering her face, laughing. Don't get pregnant. Don't get a disease. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the part that's the important, serious part. And you're just, like, blowing it off. Yeah. But I think it just shows she, like, when she talks about how deeply ingrained you don't talk about it, that it's, like, pulling teeth. Like, she has to, for her to be able to do it. Yeah. I know. And I think she's just a product of her environment. I guess. It just, sometimes I'm like, okay, Heather, take something seriously, and this is the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want your, especially if you're a dad, I mean, like, if that's how it is in that culture, I don't know, I would want my kid to be unprepared, like. I mean, she might. It seems awkward, because you're, like, in the sense of, like, you don't want to, you know, you're not, a lot of times you feel like you're supposed to shelter children from certain things, but at the end of the day, you want them to be prepared when they go out on their own, that for all eventualities. Yeah, I just feel like she probably knows that a condom is for birth control purposes, but, like, I don't know how much else she knows, like, about being protective and how important that is. That's the part to me that I'd be like, get that ingrained in you. Like, how much things like that can help protect against other things, not just children, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, um, I mean, you know, that's why they say abstinence just protects you from all that so just don't do it i guess i mean not i guess that's just no, dumb. I, I mean i know that it's it dumb does. because people are going to right exactly Anyways. okay so then we get into a little bit of the juice of the episode lisa and justin go to dinner with the barlows mm-hmm. um wait not lisa and justin whitney and justin sorry go to dinner with the barlows um, and Whitney walks in and she's like, we went down this wrong alley, lol, that's how we're late. And we were like, where is Lisa taking us? And Lisa was like, we're friends now, you don't have to worry about that. This felt so weird. I think I zoned out, like, because I don't remember <laughs> that. I mean, I remember the alley thing, but I don't remember the we're friends thing. Like, what does that have to do with you going down a creepy alley? Like, is she saying, I wouldn't murder you and then Sally? Yeah. Because you're my friend. Yet again, another weird-ass, like, threat. <laughs> like... Hidden in, a, mm. I don't know. There's but let's so get to the real bullshit of this whole thing. Well, so then we find out that Lisa got on the pole, even though she's always talking about the pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Lisa's like, oh, like the swing, the swinging was fun. We were like on a date. Um, and then Marco and Aubrey, who were the caterers from two episodes ago, that we find out they own the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Magically. Magically. And... And guess who magically shows up at the table? <laughs> well, first Whitney's like, okay, that's weird. Uh-huh. These bitches are stupid. Yeah. First of all, first of all, 
You didn't tell your people not to mention Lisa's name when they texted back. And then you have the nerve, the gumption, the goal, the audacity to show up at the table and act like, oh, we just happened to be here to speak about the one issue that we want to talk about. And it's right. not planned at all. And so much Vita tequila, too. Mm-hmm. Also, though, we should try to find some. Girl, yes. <laughs> Taste us it next week. I know. It's like on the pod, bad mouth Lisa, and then be like, "But we'll support you financially." Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll buy our forty dollar fifth of tequila. Yeah, add our add our numbers to the viewership. I looked it up. We might have to drive to Long Beach to get it, though. Okay. Have we been there? <laughs> yeah, that's where the aquarium, aquarium is. is. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> Hunty ways. Anyways, uh, so then the caterer Aubrey is like, "I can't believe what Angie is doing to you right now." To Lisa. And then, like, they show this montage that is so funny of just Lisa saying that Whitney's her friend now, like, multiple times. Like, it was, like, ten days ago. Uh-huh. Lisa says, I mean, Whitney are, like, really close now. Three days ago, me and Whitney are, like, friends now. And then it was, like, one day ago, me and Whitney are totally friends. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so, like, just shady montaging. And then it's, like, uh... Because nobody believes that this wasn't staged. Exactly. You do not... Why would you take somebody who is friends with the person you're beefing with, and part of the beef in a sense, to the restaurant of the people that are involved, (laughs) and then have those people come out to the table? And Angie is like her friend, too. Is this the only restaurant in Park City? And all of the Salt Lake metropolitan area? No! You went there because you knew that they were there. And you knew this would be an opportunity for you to have a little moment to speak on the thing that you don't like. And obviously, you're playing backfire because you're stupid if you think ain't nobody gonna see what that is. I think maybe, like, production was just like... Baby, you were on. Bravo, honey. This is this mess is not messy enough to be confusing. You need to make it more convincing. Maybe production was like, well, why don't we have it at your friend's restaurant and you can like promote your tequila and promote the restaurant and then while you're at it, like kind of clear your name or something like. You know what I mean? Like maybe. Mm-mm. No, you're right. It was. I mean, no, 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 no. Maybe they suggested that, knowing full well the right. tomfoolery that they were suggesting. Yeah, she should not have agreed to that because yeah. clearly there was no other outcome than what happened i'm sorry you let me tell you something i'm friends with somebody like like that with angie first of all i don't even know if i'm gonna be going to dinner with lisa first of all first of all let me say that okay second of all if we get there and you bring them up out here who had done all that foolishness that is involved in all this you think i'm gonna be cool about it don't come up up here bad mouthing my friend who may happen to be friends with your friend at the table where i mean i don't care if you own this restaurant or not don't be doing that where did you think this was gonna go Anyways, she handled it very adult-like. But honestly, I don't know if I would have been that adult about it. Yeah, so basically after all of that, Whitney is like, Lisa, this is a setup. You brought me here to cover your tracks. And Lisa's like, I am so confused. Yeah, Yeah, bitch, you are confused because you really thought that that was going to work. And it surely did not. Yeah. She is like delusional too in her confessions. She's like, she thinks she's on CSI. Like, what are all these conspiracies? Like... Girl, <laughs> it's exactly what it fucking looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, she's... Uh, 
Yeah. So then Whitney's like, do you actually want to be my friend? And Lisa's like, I didn't tell the caterer to say that. Um, <laughs> they did, Even though the camera crew came, they didn't know <laughs> that we were going to be her. Yeah. Addressing some of the drama. Then she has a nerve to be like, oh, wow, all this in my friend's restaurant, blah, blah, Like, as if she's not the one causing the scene. Like, causing... Yes, you brought the okay, right? Yeah, Ugh. you caused the drama. How, how many, said. how many dinners at restaurants on the Housewives franchise have ended in disaster? <laughs> you knew, yeah. But yeah. Whitney does pull it together a little bit. She's mm. like, does this weird hand thing, yeah, and it's like I'm fixing my aura, but like just doing Girl. this weird thing. She said, I'm gonna have to do what I gotta do. To get through this. Then she's like, are you ever able to say I'm wrong? Which I love that she said that. Yeah. Which Lisa is not capable. Right. Um, but the, yeah, then Lisa immediately says, I didn't do anything wrong <laughs> with Angie. And that's infuriating. Um, and then Whitney just kind of like starts yelling, like, we have to move on. Like, put everything behind us. Move on. Or else it's I mean, she is anymore. right about that. But then at the same time, she says that she can't be like, she can be friends with Lisa, but she can never fully trust, trust her. her. Yeah. You know, and I guess, I mean, I guess you can have be friends. I was thinking about it, and I was like, what if somebody I was really good friends with, like, you know, burnt me like that? And maybe I'd be willing to move on and have, like... Have you ever had anything rebuild. like that happen? Not with a good, good friend, no. You but, had something like that happen without... Was it not a good, good friend? Yeah, like a... a yeah, like a friend. What I happened? worked with... I, I don't get it on that. Why? I'm curious. Because it was a long time ago, and it was a time in my life where I, well, I don't know, I was, it was very weird. <laughs> so. Okay. Mysterious. <laughs> I'll have to put on my CSI here. All the conspiracies. <laughs> but no, she, I just mean, you know, I think you can move on, but at the same time, like, you aren't friend. I, I think it's hard enough when you're friends with somebody and something happens and then you move on, decide to move on or whatever and yeah. rebuild, but when you're not even friends with somebody and you're starting off. With a, I can't trust you, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's how I feel. You don't have anything to fall back on. Everything's bad. I I guess maybe it's just like, they're not going to be, she's not going to be like, we're enemies still or whatever. You know what I mean? I fully don't think it's going to go anywhere good. And I think the reunion's just going to be the same as last year. They're just going to fight. Yeah. But I will say, (laughs) I kind of was over Whitney being like, I want to be her friend. So I'm kind of glad that she's like. Well, I'll we'll be cordial, I mean, I'll be your friend. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I'm not going to trust her. But Whitney uses this weird thing. Uh, did I read it or hear it wrong? It says, uh, my ancestors pushed ham carts. Hand carts over the mountains. Hand. I thought she said ham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bet some of the hand carts had ham on them. <laughs> she said, my ancestors pushed hand carts over the mountains, so I think I can get over this. Yeah. I thought she said ham cards. <laughs> okay, so that's pretty much that. I mean, uh, the tequila looked good. Mm, you really want to try the that? The margaritas looked good. Mm-hmm. You I don't like the margarita. packaging, though. I oh. will say I looked it up. Okay. But we'll see in person. That's just online. Yeah. Um, and also, I feel, like, bad for the husbands because they just wanted to have, they just wanted to have, like, a double date and, like, Okay, but okay, Chill. yeah, but also maybe I feel bad for Justin because yeah. he was just like I just wanted to come here and everything be good, and then it's like a whole thing. Yeah, but also okay, but John knew where they were going. Yeah, I know. So That's why I said Justin. He's being messy. So I clarify. I know. 
I mean, I'm glad, but I'm just saying, for the children who don't know. I want to see the behind the scenes of, like, if John was, like, had any pushback yeah. on where they went. He knew where they were going, and he knew but what you could happen. No, he could be like, let's not go there, and Lisa's like, no, we have to. I know, but he didn't say anything. He I didn't, know, that's did. what I'm saying, I want to know the behind the scenes. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like they should be able to be friends outside of their wives. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, they can be. Yeah. But they have this idea of like, oh, double date, our wives are friends now. It does. It is a lot easier when everybody gets along. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So then we go back to Jen, and this part got like more deep than I thought it was going to. Um, Sharif is like working out with their son. Mm-hmm. Jen like wants to go to her son's school to be like, I don't know what. A chaperone, she said, or something like that? I don't know. She was doing weird mom things. Basically, she was like, I want to be able to like hang out with you while you're at school and yeah. you're friends. Yeah. And she's like basically but saying But no teenager that... wants. Right, exactly. Yeah. I imagine her like in like a like a orange like hall monitor outfit or something. Like, uh, I don't know what she would be doing. I don't either. Uh, but he... She... Like, we find out that he, she has this, like, strained relationship with him that she, like, kind of says is because she was checked out after her dad died. Mm-hmm. But, like, it feels like there's more to it that we don't know. Well, I think it was just maybe the house drama. Like, the whole thing with the family. Like, she... Like, the divorce drama? Yeah. And yeah. not getting along with Sharif. Sharif being disappointed. Her her acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, your mom is on TV acting a certain type of way. There's a lot of judgment. People probably watch it knowing exactly and then um you know they start off the season with her saying she's supposed to be a leading member of her family mm-hmm. and then that she hasn't been you know holding up everything because of her dealing with all of her emotions about her dad passing yeah. so i'm sure all those things played into yeah feelings but she says, I want you to say mommy, which is the mommy thing. I was like, okay, stop saying mommy. Yeah. But she's like, I want you to say, mommy, I want you to come to my school. And he said, but that's not true. <laughs> I was like, damn. I mean, even if it's not a strange relationship, I agree with that. Like, yeah, you don't no, want no teenager the wants him. And it's not going to do him any favors. Yeah. What, what good is going to come out of that? Either people are going to say, oh, you need your mom to come baby you. Or they're going to be like, bro, your mom has nice tits. Or and no, but no boy wants to like teenage boy wants to be talking about either one of those things. Or she's not going to get attention. I mean, she's like a celebrity, right? The sexual thing. It's gonna, that's what I'm saying. Oh well, I mean, she's probably going to everybody's going to be like, oh my god, Jen Shaw's in our school. Yeah, but you know, teenage boys, it's just going to go to sex. <laughs> okay, it will. I know. I'm not. Saying it this is not where my mind. I was talking about. She's probably going to be like the center of attention with people being like, oh, a celebrity's at our school. Yeah, and you're like the tits. <laughs> <laughs> the teenage boys are gonna want the tits. Trust me, I've been a teenage boy. The tits. <laughs> That's all they're gonna talk about. Um, okay, she's like, I'll decorate your locker. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> and the boy just does not say any words to her. It felt very, like, it's very bad. Well, because she has no awareness. I know. But like, Sharif is like, That's too much. Yeah. You've said too much. Even what he said. But then his excuse for it was I think more of a personal vendetta because I don't I think he doesn't want his well I don't know you we don't know their whole lives but I was like he doesn't want you there because he's a teenage boy for all the reasons we've discussed yes and then Sharif was like because you're very busy you don't always show up when you say you're gonna show up yes 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 which seemed more like a personal dig right 
Or that could be like... It could be valid. It could be what he... Well, I mean, that could be one of the things that the son is like, I'm tired of my mom saying one thing and not doing it. Yeah, but in this case, I don't think that's... I don't know. I think it's probably more that he doesn't want his mom at school. Yeah. Well, the whole thing was just kind of like a sad little insight into her life that we hadn't super gotten yet. Like, yeah. Like, this was like a personal level type of interaction that seemed very sad yeah. to me. Yeah. So, we'll see where that goes. I know. And I, I didn't mean to come across harsh, because I think it's very sweet that she wants to be with her kid. It's yeah. just very mom of her. Like, it just happens a lot, where moms don't realize, like, your kid's not... <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, I understand, yeah. because as Wait. you get older, like, the threshold for, like, yeah teenager... Like, now... I don't know. When I was in high school, like, when I was 18 to early... Tw- like, very early 20s, like, you know, 17 and 18-year-olds kind of look... Yeah. And now, 18-year-olds are like, they look like babies to me. When... I'm like, what do you know about it? And I, you know, whatever. All that stuff. So it's like, but I think moms just don't have awareness sometimes about your kids not. Yeah. They always seem like they're younger than they are. When you played football, was your mom like crazy in the stands? Yeah, I think so. But my mom was always crazy in the stands. Like, she was the mom. But I mean, did, mom she, was like, behind... did she, like, wear your, like, face on her shirt and stuff like that? No, 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 no. That wasn't a thing. I don't think anybody did that. When when Jake was in baseball, everybody had, like, their son's, like, names on their shirts. And it was very much like, I'm Jake's mom. Oh. Well, I mean, that's kind of helpful for, like, parents to know. But at the same time, I don't know. Football, they were kind of a combative because, like... It was, I don't know. Mom said sometimes they would get into arguments in the stands about... Because they would, like... Some of the parents would, like, blame other people for things not going well. Oh, God. So. <laughs> I just imagine her, like, with, like, pom-poms in the stands. No, no pom-poms. <laughs> so she wasn't... My mom was the one that would be yelling, kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Like... <laughs> and she was the one that would be behind the umpire calling the... Oh, the, yes, yes, yes. Because if she didn't agree... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you play baseball? When I was younger. I wish I would have been in high school, but I was too fat. And I didn't want to play sports. Yeah. My, uh... I mean, I guess I wasn't too fat to play baseball, but I didn't do it because I didn't want to play sports and I was playing football and I didn't want to do that either, so... When I was an umpire, not, not if somebody would have done that, I would have thrown them out of the stands. Mm-hmm. Did she get thrown out? No. Wow. <laughs> she wasn't really obnoxious about it. It wasn't like she called it at the same time. But sometimes she'd, she'd be, be like, like that was she, she, yes, or that's a strike, or she'd be like, you know, sometimes she would say things like, you know, get your yeah. eyes. I don't know if she'd say get your eyes checked or like, oh yes, so, things along those lines. People loved to heckle umpires. Yeah, even when it was like a fucking machine pitch, and I was umpiring that. There's not even you can't even physically like strike out a machine pitch. You just get like five balls or something like that, mm. and people would still like cuss me out. <laughs> That's so crazy. weird. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. parents get really, really wound up. And yes. I, you know, I your kids not you know maybe there there are parents out there who kids whose kids are professional who who will be professional sport players, but it's a very very small percent. Yeah. Most of y'all need to calm down. Um, okay, speaking of sports, Mary and Meredith play tennis. <sighs> yeah. Mary walks in and says it smells like stinky feet. Um, her and her smells. Yeah. <laughs> this part was, I didn't really pay attention. I don't think it was in that. Uh, it, I mean, not too much really happened. Um, 
Mary is like acting like she knows so much about sports and then can't hit a single ball. Oh. Which is funny. Yeah. Um, I like that they both in their confessionals called it. Like, the, it was just Mary, for the outfit. Yeah. And then yeah. she was like, I did it for the outfit. <laughs> but we basically learned that Mary and Robert are sleeping in separate bedrooms. Which we already knew. Yeah. Um,. She says, I could be wrong for this, but I would completely change who Robert is as a person. Yeah. That's a lot to say. Yeah. But then... If you want to summarize exactly what she said, it was, I I know who I want as a partner, and it is not Robert Sr., and I don't want to make it work. Yeah. That's exactly what she said. But that's what she says in her confessional. But to Mary, she's... Or to Meredith, she's basically like... uh. Like, our marriage works because we have... Their kid. The kid. Yeah. So, she's basically like, we're this unit. And she does say she does say she loves their family unit as it is. As, you know, this is... But that's not a kind of, like, an excuse to me of, like, oh, I like it, but if if Junior leaves, then well, I think what I'll she's, be stuck with I think what she's saying is that Robert Sr. isn't her cup of tea, but it's fine because... They're in this parenting unit together, and gotcha. Robert Jr. is what... Robert Jr. is who holds them together. So when he moves out, that's not going to be there anymore. Yeah. And I will say, I think for any... Especially moms, the the uh, empty nest syndrome thing is, yeah. a, is like... It's a challenging time for a lot of women. No, I Because a lot agree. of parents don't go through like a transition period where they're like kind of... Yeah. Slowly backing off from their kids. It just happens whenever they go to college or whatever. Whenever they force them into the military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> the other episode, you were ready to get rid of them, honey. Uh, right. I know. I think, it, I mean, I think the whole thing was basically just her trying to be like, I don't want to live with Robert Sr. alone. But at the same time, it, I think it was really like she just doesn't want to be with Robert Sr. anymore. Yeah. Um, Full stop. Meredith doesn't really say too much about it, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably just like, okay, I don't really know your situation type of a thing. Yeah. Plus, maybe she doesn't want to be wading off into that conversation when she has her own. You know, last season, hers was yeah. pretty tumultuous. I thought so, about that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was, again, shocked by how far Mary went in this conversation. Yes. Most people... It's the reverse. They hold off for a while before they really admit. And she just laid it out. She said... She filleted that fish. She said, I don't want to get to know him. Yeah, exactly. I was like, damn. I know. Not that I... I mean, maybe that's the best thing for them at this point. So it's not like a judgment. I just meant like she really... Well, it was kind of like an arranged marriage, really. Yeah. Um, But she said they took time to... Before they got married, before they slept together, you know what I mean? Like, after the... Or, you know, before... It wasn't like they got married right after her grandma died. Like... Yeah. But I, it still was. I get what you're saying. I just... I don't know. Well, I just am gonna see, like... I, I wonder if we're gonna get, like, more into this. Or if this is kind of, like, it. Like... Oh, uh, no, 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 no. You don't think so? No. The way she said that, so definitively, you yeah. know, like, she has to have this. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe not on this season. I think, but I think so, because it seems to be at the forefront of her her life right now. Yeah. But it seems like, I don't know, maybe they don't want to reveal everything, and maybe the cult thing is a little bit more than that. But to me, it just kind of seems like... uh 
the cold thing is going to be the big Mary drama of the season. Yeah. Based on the Well, I don't know. She's adding a good backup. <laughs> well, maybe not good. It's not drama, but it's like, damn. I know, but I just mean maybe, maybe this is kind of like a, she just... I don't know. I guess we will get into it, but I'm kind of thinking, is it going to go all the way and are we going to like see them like split or what? Oh, I don't know. Because it seems like that would have been mentioned in the promo. A I could bit. see how it might be. Uh, I think I, I think for her, having said this in confessional, that she knows at some point she's going to have to talk about this yeah. before it airs, but that could be, but it'll be after the, so it could be between seasons. True. You know, so maybe not this season. But mm-hmm. I think next season, if she's, you know, if she comes back, then... Well, I guess we'll ha- they'll have to deal with it a little bit in the reunion. Right. Um, I also haven't seen... She, like, never posts with Robert Sr. Um, on her Instagram or anything like that, that mm. I've seen. Um, because I feel like some of these other people, like, you're like, oh, are they, like, having a tumultuous time? I wonder if they're going to be apart. And then they, on their Instagram, it's like, current and they're with the people you know mm-hmm. but we don't really have that yeah but some people are very i mean he's older oh i know i'm so... just mean we don't have that to like look like for instance coming up the jenny and dewey drama or a talk fight mm-hmm. uh like she's been posting with him recently and like kissing him and stuff like that so yeah. we know like they work through they work it. through it but we i don't know that about mary and robert is what i'm saying yeah all right, so then we get into it. Jenny and Dewey go cross-country skiing. Um, and then they sit down, and Dewey is, like, saying that they have phenomenal kids, and that he thinks they should have more kids. Right. Um, Before we get into that, I do think it's really cute that their bonding time, you know, is all this adventurous, outdoorsy stuff. It's cute. Yeah, I guess. The idea... I just hate skiing. I don't... <laughs> Like, the the mountain part is the part that seems fun, but it also seems dangerous. And then this just seems boring. They're cross-country skiing, which is flat. Yeah, that seems flat. boring, because it's just slow. It was oh, very boring. slow. Um, but yes, then they start talking about kids again. And mm-hmm. again, Dewey has not gotten the forking hint. Yeah. She's like, why And by you... hint, the hammer across the head. Because, right. like, what else do you need? She's like, aren't three kids enough? Why do you want more kids? And then he says, like, this weird thing where he says, like, he thinks there's not enough replenish good the world. people in this world and he wants to replenish it with good kids. Yeah. At first I thought he meant, I was like, first of all, sir, the population is explosive. Too much. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> I don't know. What's I don't, one good? I don't Everybody know. thinks, well, their children and I, their kids on the show have been really cute. I just, it just kind of is very, like, hubristic to assume your kid, any future children you may have. You could have a literal be... psychopath that murders people and it's not your fault, but... Right. You don't know how that gets... Anyways, it doesn't matter. We're not really trying to talk about anyways. Churins. I just thought I'm just saying it's weird. very... It's an, as a statement, it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. You think very highly of yourself. Yes. And he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, she's basically says, you know how I feel about this. I've had the miscarriages. I've had the stillbirth. I don't want to continue. Um... To feel like something's wrong with me, is what she says. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that in itself should be like, okay, Enough. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But and also, but, and then it, again, it ties back into the shame around miscarriages. I'm not saying she's wrong for feeling that feeling way. Like, I just yeah. mean people feel that way because 
they think the female reproductive system is this well-oiled machine that should have no problems. And, like, that's not the case. And people go through things all the time and they shouldn't feel, you know, just, it makes me feel sad that she has to feel like some type of failure for this biological aspect of her body. Yes. So... Um, okay, so then we get Dewey's first, like, talking head interview, Uh um, and he's like, I see where she's coming from, but I still want more. Yeah. Okay, dude. Um, then he, like, starts talking about how, like, the day that she had the stillbirth was the worst day of his life, which you said, it's like, not like the trauma doesn't exist for her as well. Right. (laughs) It would be equal to, I mean, I know he was there when it was happening and she wasn't, like, as far as them trying to resuscitate the baby. Yeah. But at the same time, she lived with the baby in her, in her. Yes. For all those months, 10 months. Yeah. It's a 40 week process. Oh, excuse me. And, well, I'm just saying. (laughs) Let's not skimp. Everyone says nine months. I know, but they're wrong. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> she is crying he's wait, wait, wait. crying yeah but before we did i, I did want to back up because there was something about his but i'm trying to remember what it was but i wanted to say it it was it was it his talking head interview what did he say oh yeah i mean it's an interesting viewpoint and i wanted to ask you what you thought like because the my first thought and i think yours as well was like that's just because you want more kids doesn't mean anything. Okay. Like, it takes two to tango, two parents, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But some people, you know, like, sometimes uh, somebody saying, this is what I want out of life, should they not go forth and get it? Like, you know, if you feel strongly about where you want to live or where you want to work or what you want to be doing, would you let a relationship get in the way? So if it, if it means that much to him, mm-hmm. would he? is it wrong of him to try to pursue it? Mm. Because my first reaction is, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah. But then at the same time, if you think about it in context of other things, people do a lot of stuff to achieve their goals in life, whatever. You know, maybe it's not kids, but... I mean, I just... It would be easier to see his viewpoint, I guess. Or, like, to say that he might be, like, valid for having these once Mm -hmm. if he didn't have any kids yet. Like, if they couldn't have kids and they were 45, but he still... It was like, I want kids... Then maybe figure something out. Yeah. <clears throat> but he, he has already three has kids. Care. Like, the wife is... She's already saying she's the one that takes care of them all, the, all day, all the time. Right. So, no, I don't think he's valid. Yeah. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I just was like, well, maybe I don't... Maybe I'm not thinking about it from his view. You know what I mean? I was trying to understand yeah. his viewpoint a little bit better. But I ultimately, I just think he's being very selfish. I mean, I get it, but yeah, exactly. I mean, to the point... She should I mean, really, the perspective should be, um, okay, if you want to quit your job and stay home with this kid all day, then sure. But we're not getting a surrogate. We're not getting a sister wife. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah, only Yeah, but she would it. still have to carry it, which she is not medically safe. Well, no. They get... Let's say they get a surrogate, but he has to stay home. Oh, gotcha. Or, I didn't mean a surrogate. I meant a sister wife or, like, an in-house nanny or something like that. Like Yeah, but you know it would. <clears throat> even if he agreed to that, that's not what would happen. I just mean, that's the only case where I could see... If it's something he really wants that badly, then he has to be the one to, like... Do all the be work. Be at home all day with it. Like she Do all the work. All right. right, 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 right. <clears throat> okay, so then... Yeah, this kind of escalates. Um, he's like, what if we get a surrogate? She's like, I don't want to deal with, like, the diapers and everything all day at our age. 
He's like, so adopting's out of the question. Um, she's like, yes. And he's like, okay, why don't we get a sister wife? And then she, that kind of like snaps her into like. Uh-huh. As it should. <clears throat> oh, I agree. She's like, okay, so now that you can't have more kids with me, you want to go get a sister wife regardless of how I feel. Are you serious right now? And he just says, yes, I want more kids. Yeah, he's being serious. Like, that was crazy. You thought he was joking about this. Or. In the previews, I said, I, I maybe know. it's a joke. But yeah. It's but turns not. out he's as dumb of a dewey as I thought. <laughs> dumb of a dewey. Uh, <clears throat> so then we get another talking head with him. And he's, like, saying that this apparently is, like, part of Vietnamese culture. I'm interested and to, I'm interested to see if you... Because he says his grandfather. This, to me, reads as... The way they talked about it, and I am not an expert in Vietnamese culture, first of yeah. all. But the way he talks about it, it reminds me of, like, the Mormonism thing. It's, like, something people used, used to, to do. do yeah. So it's not unheard of. And maybe have... some people still do it on the DL, but I don't know if it's common practice. I've never heard of it. But then again, you know, I don't, I would not claim to be an expert on Vietnamese anything. But I think Jenny says that her dad also had multiple girlfriends. Right. Which, I mean, that's in and of itself not crazy. Right. Multiple girlfriends is different, different. from having multiple wives. But I mean, and maybe multiple it's a little children more prevalent with than wives. just an old, your yeah. grandfather type of thing. Right. I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. I would be interested to look into it and see, because it's... It, at one point, I was like, are you just, like, latching on to something very kind of, like, fringe yeah. to to validate what you're saying? But maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Either way, she doesn't want it. And that's the tea. Yeah, I agree. Um, she says she was so mad. If murder was not a felony, he would be dead in the snow. Yeah. I wish so. she would have said something like... You ever say something like that to me? The only baby you gonna get is an infant divorce set of divorce papers. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm though. I mean, if I was in that situation and I've expressed, yeah, the harm it would be to my body, the fact that I'm older and don't want to have more kids, and somebody kept pushing me like that, I'd be like, I mean, I don't know. That's something I'd be like. I then obviously like, you, maybe I'll go get a sister husband. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, you can do what the fuck you want to do. A brother husband? Whatever. That sounds weirder. But more fun, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so basically that ends with her yelling that she's pissed and walking away. And he's like, come back. And she's like, we're done. Um, And then... Yeah, but also I want to circle back because it's like, it's always the men who think it's fine. Oh, it's cool if I go and get multiple wives and have more kids but yeah. you can't have multiple daddies dicking you down oh yeah because sure that's unacceptable she said that, she'd be like he'd be like fuck no right if the shoe if it was on the other foot and she wanted more kids and he didn't and she said mm-hmm. well why don't i just go get me a free sperm deposit from so so down the street i don't think he'd be happy about it no he wouldn't right so read the room dewey <laughs> All right, so that obviously is a lot, and I'm guessing we will get to that on the next time on. That was the end of the episode. Yeah. And all I can say is Dewey needs a redemption arc. Okay, you need to find some, some, um, some intelligence, some relationship, love. It's hard. Some, some healing and therapy for the damage what has caused some, 
yes. disparity inside your soul to say such things. It's going to be hard to, like, see him if, like, in normal situations for the rest of the show and not just, like, think of him being an asshole. Yeah. Big, giant. Yeah. And it sounds like, based booty. on her Instagram, that he's been getting a lot of hate online. Probably on her accounts, mm. I'm guessing. I mean, he... No I mean, I, the the sad thing is, is a lot of it's probably like unfounded slash, you know, like racial or something. But yeah. he does deserve, in my opinion, some backlash for the buffoonery that's coming out of his mouth. Yeah. No, I agree. like if anything, girl, let, you better learn. Yeah. Pull your head up at your ass about the sand, about <laughs> the sand. What has been stuck up in your ass? Anyways, I'm done. Um, I'm done with Dewey. So next time on, it looks like we're gonna get more Angie. Was that Angie or yes. was that the other one? No, that they was, look so no, similar. Angie looks just like um, Sarah Paulson, and that was Angie. Uh, okay, Angie's like drunk in Beauty Lab. It looks like she falls down. Yes, um, which I'm excited for more of that because. Mm-hmm. It's just putting a... Like, Angie's kind of like oh, the wedge. Oh, and Angie and Heather being together. Exactly, that's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. She's kind of like the wedge between Whitney and Lisa, and now we're going to get Angie with Heather. Like, more of a wedge. Um, And there's, like, some other stuff that I don't really fully remember what was going on, but it looks like we're going to get, like, a girl's trip tubing for one of their birthdays. Uh-huh. Um, and... Mary gets into it with Lisa, so we'll see what that's about. And then Jenny's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which I yeah. love when Jenny's just like, shut up! <laughs> like, when she just gets she in said, the middle of she, Girl, she said, today is not the day to be fucking with me. Yeah. She's like, shut the fuck up! And then Mary starts coming for her, it looks uh, like. Uh, um, so, looks like a lot of drama. Probably over nothing, but at least we're getting some... Mary on a girl's trip, Mary drama. Right. Which means she'll probably never go on another one. I know. This is her she'll one just stay the in the season. She'll just stay in the house with her mannequins. She gets one blow up uh, dinner per season. And right. That's it. Right. Um, and yeah, that's that's the episode. And that's that on that. My hope for the future is that Lisa, like, continues to be called out for her bullshit, basically. Mm. Um, and not just taken for her word for it but i have seen meredith's comments on like all of lisa's posts so we know that their friendship kind of stays okay but whitney and heather don't <gasps> they don't post on each other <laughs> they don't comment on lisa's things oh okay. but all the other ones do they're like slay mm. they're like if you click on one of lisa's posts it's like a bunch of verified accounts from the housewives franchises being like yes you look good whitney and heather not in any of them gotcha well, I'm not surprised. So, we'll see where that progresses. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts on the episode? Or where it was a lot. See? Yeah. I mean, even as we were going through this again, I forgot everything that happened. And it was like so many different aspects of humanity. Very deep stuff in yes. this one. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm traumatized. Not really, but... I hope that Dewey figures it out soon. And I hope that Jenny and Mary's argument is as delicious as it looks. Even though, <laughs> <laughs> even though I don't necessarily want people to fight at the same time. I want to see Mary go tubing. Yeah, I love that they do so much outdoors stuff. Some of the housewives are very like... I, have you ever been tubing? 
Yes, but a very, very long time ago. I love. I was a child. Scooby. I was also a child. But we yeah. went a lot, though. You know, you can hit the water pretty hard when you're made of rubber. Oh, not that tubing. This is like this is like ski tubing. Um, have you ever <laughs> been this kind of tubing? No. It's like basically a ski. <laughs> it's like a ski mountain. Okay. And but yeah. like they have one part that's just for this tubing, and it's like a like a track basically. Of snow, and uh, you just like get just in this like it. very like high grade rubber tube and just go down. Does it go fast? It goes very fast. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, and you can like hook onto other people so you can like all go down together. Oh, okay. And you're like spinning as you go down. Uh, sometimes. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's fun. Okay, that is some fun. I've never done that. No. Maybe that's what we should do when we go visit Kaina and Crystal in Denver. Yeah. Tubing. I would tube. Let's look for a tubing lodge. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, do you have your superlative? Because I fully forgot to make one this time. I mean, dumbest house husband, most clueless house husband in history goes to Dewey. Wow, in history. He, in her history. Even Denise's husband? He, he's harm. He's clueless about... Is he clueless? I don't know. Maybe he knows things we don't know. <laughs> he thinks he knows things we don't know yeah, about yeah, yeah. the universe. But at least that's benign. <laughs> he's trying to be helpful. If a little obnoxious and obtuse about it. Um, You're right, you're right. Oh, no, that's not true. Well, he is the most clueless. The worst house husband in history was Taylor's husband, who physically abused her. Um, And to be putting your wife through this on national television, girl. Girl. Yeah. I think my superlative is most blunt goes to Mary. She do be very blunt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of I a mean, dumb one, but whatever. Also, can we give a most, um, most unconvincingly uh, manipulative to Lisa? Yes. <laughs> Worst liar. Yeah. That's, she's like, I have no idea what's happening here. Wow, this situation was not rigged at all. Can you know, every indicator points to I cannot do an impression of her at all. Oh, no. Can you do one of any of them? Mm, I don't think so. I'd have to practice. I'd Meredith have to try. is very like Meredith. Don't talk about my family. If you talk about my family. Family is the one word she says very distinctly. You do not get to talk about my family. That's. I don't know what <laughs> I can't that was. Do it. But um, I can't do any of them. I need. I would to have to practice it. it, but maybe we can do it next time. Okay, we'll practice throughout the week. Maybe oh, maybe at the end of uh, episodes we can have, like, a reenactment of a scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> Heather? I feel like Heather's is pretty just, like, basic white girl accent. But Lisa's is very, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's up. Yeah. It's, like, high, She's but also deep. She's got a blend deep. going. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll work on it, we'll work on it. (laughs) Cut this, cut this out. (laughs) Bravo, bravo, bravo. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming to this episode. It's been absolutely lovely. For listening to our voices in your ears for this long. For taking consideration of our opinions and beliefs. Uh, This has been Privileged Twinks. Is it Privileged Twinks? I'm Travis. No. (laughs) (laughs) You wish you were. I looked right at you. You would want to be, honey. You wish it all day. I'm Tyler. And I am Travis. And thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.